quick content warning for this episode, there is a brief depiction of torture. The timestamp for this is in the episode notes in case you would like to skip over it. Roll for Romance is a podcast featuring five friends thirsty for D20. Welcome to Roll for Romance. I'm your DM, Emily. I'm Desiree, and I play Hilrana. <laughs> Hi, I'm Holly, and I play Ferris. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I play Lanover, and I think you should be called D-Emily. D-Emily. Yes. Okay, yeah. good. D-Emily. Yeah. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I play Miles Gloriosus, a man with a plan. Ooh, what kind Ooh. of plan? We can't tell you. <laughs> you tell me. I have no idea. Dear Hilrana, Lanny, Ferris, Miles, Paladin, and Chadley, I would like to wholeheartedly apologize for my inappropriate behavior when we went to explore that Hin temple. I was overly forward and handsy and feel just awful if any of this made you feel unsafe or uncomfortable. My actions were not entirely my own, as I was possessed by an incredibly horny ghost who kept telling me to get naked and get this party started. However, I could have tried to do more to resist his lascivious influence. Please, if you don't mind, don't tell the High Priestess of my order about my shameful behavior. Groping and come-ons aren't exactly becoming of a follower of Amel. Again, I'm, I'm really sorry, and I hope that we can maybe still be friends after this? We left off with you all in this magic circle that had activated in the Temple of the Slumbering Desire. Blinding pain goes through you. Your vision goes white. Who wants to go first? Sure, I'll go first. All right. So, Lanny, the night sky filled with stars casts the only light as you walk through an alleyway. The only sound, the soft tap of your shoes as they touch the cobblestones. Something cold touches your nose and you look up to see a gentle snow beginning to fall. Then you feel the firm press of a blade tip against your back. How many times do I have to tell you to not walk alone at night? Oh, I'm sorry. Who are you? (laughs) Oh my god, that's cute. That's so cute, Lanny. You feel them spin you around and you see a hooded figure before you dressed in all black leathers. They have a rapier, and they are holding it out to you, and I need you to roll initiative. What? No, I legitimately don't know who you are or what's going on. Lanny, in this vision, you do know who this person is. Oh, okay, never mind. You, at the moment, don't know who it is, but you feel that you know this person. I rolled a 12. All right. So this person lunges towards you with their rapier, and they're going to attack you. Does a 17 hit you? Yeah. So they slash a big cut across your cheek and let out a laugh and say, Is that really all you've got? I thought you'd be better by now. That's so rude. And they laugh a little bit more. And now it's your turn, Lanny. What do you do? Okay, so I know who this person is. You do? It's weird. Your brain, as you're thinking that thought, is like, Yeah, of course I know who this person is. What are my feelings about them? A mixture of 
excitement and anger. Okay, excitement and anger. I am going to, I'm going to cast dissonant whispers at them because I want them to get away from me. <laughs> so hopefully that'll work. Uh, yeah, that is a wisdom check. All right. Versus a DC of 14. They fail. Okay, so they are going to take damage that is not written on here. It's okay. We'll just hand wave what the damage is. Yeah, we're but not the, actually the, gonna murder each other. Yeah, the the takeaway is that they not, they have to use their movement to get away from me. Okay, perfect. What do your dissonant whispers sound like, Lanny? They sound like ghosts Ooh. that are like threatening you and telling you to get away. I love that. So these yeah. ghostly voices threaten this figure. They're like. Yeah, and they whisper. It's weird. Your brain can't latch on to exactly what they're saying, but they're saying things that are very pointed towards this figure that, like, only things that Lanny would know about this person. Oh, wow. And they start to flee away for their turn. So what are you going to do after that happens? I am then going to uh, take a misty step to get further away from this person myself. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure. And then I'm going to try and run. Try to run. For, with my movement. All right. So they uh, turn around as soon as they see you running and they're like, really? Oh, I didn't wear the right shoes for this. And they're going to chase after you. And we'll just really quickly do a constitution check oh, to God see who gets it. tired I can't first. Run with constitution. Oh, this no. This is not normally how you do a chase, but this is our dream sequence Lanny chase. Lanny is sickly. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm counting on. Dang it, Emily. <laughs> Emily. I got a 13. Yeah, this person, you start to pull away a little bit, but they, despite their bad shoes, catch up fairly quickly. And you can see a streak of hair falling from behind their hood. It's difficult to make out in the dark and with the snow starting to fall down more. Looks like maybe it's a light color, but it's really hard to tell with the thickness of the snow. They catch up to you. They are going to try to kick you down to the ground. Okay, so as they're doing this, uh, I'm going to use cutting words. So they have to take my bardic inspiration and subtract it from their roll. Yeah, okay, cool. Oh, Jesus, I rolled a one. Okay, yeah. What what do you say to this person to um, insult them? Oh, I just am telling them to, to trip and eat it. They are, do not trip at all. They're going to try to kick you to the ground and they just give you, like, they narrow their eyes and you can't see their facial features. It's weird. It's like almost like your brain is blurring them out, but you can sense that they're smiling at you with like a, a mischievous grin. They actually, no, they don't kick you to the ground. I'm so sorry. They're going to try to grapple you and hold your hands behind their back. And that's what that role for would be. So I would like you to make athletics or acrobatics. Okay. To try to get away from them. Acrobatics it is. It's a contested roll. I got a dirty 20. Uh, that's pretty good. That's a 19, which they have more than a plus one. <sighs> oh, so crap. they grab your hands behind your back and they're holding them in one of their hands, surprisingly strong. And they take one hand and they reach it around you and they shove it down your shirt. And you have this moment of weird panic. They rip down on a chain that you had hanging around your neck. Excuse you me? You can see that on it, it has a very small bone key on it. And they take it, they palm it, no. they, and they're going to say to you, Oh, 
always a pleasure, Lanny. And then kick you to the ground at that moment. Mm, go fuck yourself. As um, <laughs> you shout, go fuck yourself. It is your turn. You look up from falling on the ground and that figure is completely gone. You feel that feeling and it is incredibly familiar to you. And you don't know why as you're, as Lanny, you're like, why? I don't know this person, but I do. And it makes you feel so alive and excited and like you just want to see this person again, even though you're really pissed. (sighs) (laughs) And so that's, your vision starts to go black after that, and that's the end of your your vision. Fine. Unless there's anything else you want to do. (laughs) Just shake my fist at the air. (laughs) I'll get you next time. I'll get you next time. (laughs) Very good. All right, who would like to go next? I'll go. Okay, Ferris. The blurry, bright space around you comes into focus, and the sound of laughter and clinking of glasses fills the air. Masked partygoers dressed in exquisite silks and dripping in jewels swirl across an elegant ballroom. As you take in your surroundings, you feel the heat of a gaze focused solely on you. Oh, wow. The dancers part like the tide going back to sea, and you see him. A radiant man with curling horns dressed all in black, his domino mask not able to hide his burning dark eyes locked on yours. He walks across the parted dancers and holds out a hand to you, his eyes never leaving yours. I gotta think of a voice for him. (laughs) (laughs) Hi there! Hi there! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Out of all the stars that shine here tonight, yours is as bright as the goddess Tanari. Would you care to dance? I absolutely would love to dance. He pulls you in close to him. The music changes to this very slow, tango-y type music. And you are in this epic dance with this mysterious man. I would like you to make a performance check to see how your dancing does. And you can also do whatever you want while you're dancing with this dude. Well, my goodness. She's probably going to get a little handsy. Oh, my. She got a 17. Yeah, so you actually are equally matched in your dancing skills, which are pretty good. As you're dancing up close with him, you can see that his dark skin is flecked with veins of gold and his horns are tipped in gold. And he says... Ferris, you are exquisite. Do I know you, sugar? (laughs) We've... We know each other, and I would love to know you more. All right. Well, let's, uh... Let's step over to the side. You step over, the, the dancers come back. It was almost like the space had cleared out around you as you were dancing for everyone to watch this beautiful dance that was happening. That happens to Ferris yeah, a lot. It's true. This is not special for Ferris. I'll take you over to where there are refreshments and he will hand you a flute of champagne. So what is it that a woman like you desires? Oh, a woman like me? Above all, I desire my freedom. I, I love that. You know, it's interesting. I've always valued freedom above pretty much anything else. What would you do if you were completely free, Ferris? If I were completely free, I think I wouldn't ever want to know anybody else's secret. Ever. Ah, 
so not having to worry about the secrets of others. Correct. I would mind my own business. Ferris, what are you willing to do to have this freedom? Again, sir, do I know you? He just looks at you with these dark eyes and make a make a insight check for me. She got a nine. It's weird. It's like your brain wants to know who it is, but nothing is coming to you. Well, I'll tell you this. The last time somebody asked me what I'd be willing to do, that's how I found myself where I am. Hmm. It's troubling the person as magnificent as you are would be held in such chains. Thank you. I completely agree. <laughs> um, She's he, turning red. <laughs> She's such an asshole. He, he, he pulls you in closer to him and he says, How about we go somewhere a little bit more private and I can show you something that I think will help you to find your freedom? would love to look at anything you want to show me. (laughs) Ferris, you are led down a candlelit corridor. Mm. It's going through what seems to be some sort of ancient castle, and you go through these different winding passageways up a stairway, and then up another stairway through a spiraling tower, and you get to the top, and there is a door at the top of the stairs. And the man is standing behind you, and he looks at you and says... All you have to do is open it. All I have to do is open it. And what's going to happen when I open it? You'll see something that you've desired. All right. She's going to walk right over and open it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you open the door to this this room and it's completely dark. And you do have dark vision. Mm -hmm. But the thing that is most illuminated for you is coming from light from the staircase that you were in. And you see, manacled to the wall, her eye sockets empty and dripping with blood, flaxen hair falling out in patches and signs of vicious lashes all over her gaunt figure, a woman there, an elven woman. She screams out for help in despair, and you know her. Yeah, sure do. How do you feel, Ferris? Awful. You have this this wave of nausea and concern, and the man just stands there behind you and smiles at you if you look at him and says this is what you wanted Ferris. Can Ferris roll for an attack? Sure, yeah. Alright. She's gonna roll for uh, to punch him right in the balls. Sure, yeah. Love it. (laughs) I love that for you. So that's actually only gonna be a 16. Yeah, he grabs your hand as you go to punch him in the balls. (laughs) Very dramatic. (laughs) And then just holds it clasped in his and pulls you a little bit closer to him. He's like, Ferris, this is the price of your freedom. Now look at it. And he turns you around and just holds you there. And as you you feel yourself looking at this terrible vision, you just start to go faint. Your vision goes completely black and you pass out. So that's fun for Ferris. (laughs) It's dark. Who wants to go next? Yeah, who wants to go next? I'm scared now. I'll go. Fog and light come sharply into focus as the sound of blades and shouts ring out around you. A wicked curved blade slices through the air, barely missing your face. The massive gray shadow creature holding the blade comes in for another attack, Melees. What do you do? How 
am I standing or am I prone or? You're standing as you take in your surroundings. You are in a battlefield filled with other people fighting. They look like humans fighting these massive shadowy creatures. And you are currently starting to get surrounded by a group of them. Well, they're about, they're coming down with their sword. I'll bring my long sword up and try to block it. Sure. Yeah, I would say you can you can parry his blade away as you saw that blade coming in towards your face and then roll for an attack. 16. Yeah, 16 hits. It's weird. It slices and almost seems like it's carving off a piece of the shadow. It, it turns into a wisp and dissipates and you can see the blade itself that you're holding is shining with this radiant bright light that's just making this shadow dissipate. You actually get another attack, Neelix. I want to try Okay, yeah, go for it. I rolled another 16. You just take your blade up and describe for me what it looks like when you slice this shadow creature in half. I mean, I think it looks exactly like, you know, putting your hand through a wall of smoke. You know, it just disconnects and dissipates. That's exactly what happens. As soon as you do that, though, more of these creatures start rushing in towards you and they're going to make some attacks. fucking terrible. (laughs) Only one of them manages to hit into you. This one, it doesn't seem like it has any kind of weapon, it just has these long shadowy claws, and it's going to rake across your chest and do a pretty significant amount of damage. You also feel that dark shadow energy trying to course through you, so I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Eight. So you feel this surge of necrotic shadow energy pulsing into your body. You feel like your vitality has diminished by probably half. Um, Miles, what do you do? These creatures are surrounding you. Do I have a sense of why I'm fighting them or who they are? You sense that you are fighting to protect the people that you care about the most. Oh, okay. Well, then... Uh, you continue fighting. <laughs> Sweet. So you continue to fight and slash at these shadow creatures. They break across you with their claws and hit you with their weapons. And you are at a sliver of life and they're still coming towards you. And you feel this moment where you fall to your knees and your consciousness is beginning to fade. You feel this warmth start to radiate from inside you. And it, as this little bead of light comes through and just gets brighter and brighter and brighter and then this burst of divine energy surges out from your body completely decimating the entire field of these shadow creatures that light you blink a little bit because it's so bright as you open your eyes from that you are no longer on a battlefield instead you are standing at the front door to a quaint white stone house There are herbs that are growing in the front garden, and a few chickens cluck and peck fondly around your feet. Do I recognize this place? It feels like home, Milace. And as you think that, the door swings open and there is a woman holding a basket of laundry, and she gives you this most exasperated glare that you've ever seen. She has suntan skin, she has blonde curly hair and dark brown eyes, she's lithe and tall and wearing a simple thin shift and she says well are you going to stand there all day are you going to fold the laundry like cleo asked and she just glares at you do i recognize her she looks like somebody from your hometown make an insight check 15 
you don't remember ever meeting this person before, but the name Althea comes to you. Um, okay. He'll grab the laundry basket from her kind of contritely and just be like, yes, I'm, I'm so sorry. Here, I'll, I'll fold it right away. Is there anything else that you need or... Not right now, Melees. And she laughs a little bit. And you hear a voice from around the side of the house shout, Is that Melees? Don't think because you're the saver of Alefi that you can get out of doing work around here. Again, this voice, you don't see this person, but it sounds... It it brings a feeling of fondness. And a little bit of frightened, of being a little bit frightened of it. He'll... He'll look at look toward the voice and just say, "No, no, of course not." The savior of Alefi, of course, will do domestic duties. It's my pleasure. Good. Now get inside. They both go off to do their own things. Um, inside the home, there are savory smells of something delicious filling the bright, sunny home. Through the back windows, you can see the cliffside and waves crashing below. You take in this this vision, and, and what do you feel, Nilis? I'm unsure if he would feel at home or confused. He didn't grow up in a home. He didn't grow up with a family. And so something that feels like home, but he can't quite place it, probably feels really odd to him. Yeah. But he probably likes it. So as you are having those conflicted thoughts and confused thoughts and trying to figure out exactly what's going on, a soft hand touches your shoulder and someone much shorter than you, you can feel them coming up and planting a soft, quick kiss on your cheek. And you smell a familiar scent of lavender and citrus as you turn to see her, Yvette. This beautiful blonde petite woman looks at you and before you can really react to anything other than recognizing who it is, she grabs your hand and places it on her rounded stomach and says, quick, feel the baby's kicking. Uh, (laughs) 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 And he nopes right out of there. Shit. I mean, I think he'll, he's flustered and like he probably lets her take his hand, but he doesn't, he doesn't know what's going on right now. Miles, you're like, what's going on? And then this feeling of, this is my family. This is, this is going to be my child just washes over you. And you have this feeling of home and warmth and also that familiar feeling of protection and being a protector but not in the same way that you felt it before it's a more gentle version as you feel that your vision starts to fade and a breeze blows in through the window and the curtain kind of goes across your vision and then it fades away oh no i think he will literally yell out as it's fading Uh can i get this interject and get this straight so ferris gets gouged eyes Mm -hmm. lenny gets slapped across the cheek with a rapier mm-hmm. and Melees gets some warm fresh bread scent and a little <laughs> pregnant lady kissing him on the cheek. Well now hold on. This is one of these dreams that you're like crap when you wake up it feels bad but my situation I'm like whew that was just a dream. Well okay. No big deal. Enough. Haven't you ever had a dream like that where you're like yes that's not real. 
Yeah, then you feel my sad. My teeth the rest didn't of the day. fall out. <laughs> yeah. Or okay. no, the inverse, like all of my teeth are gone in the dream, and then I wake up and I'm like, my teeth are back. <laughs> and it's like, you're so grateful for your teeth. <laughs> to be fair, you did have to do laundry. So, like, it wasn't all that great, right? That's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and finally, our, our wonderful Havana. After the bright light, you can see that it, it filters into pinpricks of sunlight that are filtering in through the thick canopy of trees above you as you are running through a forest. A bird chirps its happy morning song as the world wakes up for the day. You know that you shouldn't have stayed out all night, but you couldn't resist seeing him again. Flutters of warmth and excitement tinged with worry and fear almost wash over you as you remember the decision you both made last night lying in each other's arms under the stars Um, make a make an insight check for me Hilarana nine it's weird as you're trying to think this person you know this person this person who is your lover and your companion you try to think about the moment that you were in their arms and looking over to see their face. And it is just, there's nothing there that you can remember. How does that make you feel? I think it makes me feel lost and confused. Yeah. And a little scared. As those feelings come up, a sharp cry of pain from an animal rings out, snapping you out of your thoughts. Splayed on the ground before you is a fawn, an arrow lodged deep in her shoulder. Oh, I've been down to see if I can help the fawn. Yeah, sure. What do you want to try to do for her? Like medicine or? Um, yeah, I want to see if if I can save her somehow. Okay, yeah, make a medicine check for me. Nineteen. So you reach down. Unfortunately, before you've had to deal with this sort of things, as the years have gone by, as you've gotten older, people have been coming closer to your commune and you're part of the forest, and hunting and taking things from nature that shouldn't be taken, almost for sport a lot of times and you are able to very quickly react and get in there and save this fawn's life. It's still very injured and still lying there and it looks up at you with these scared but relieved eyes as you start to heal it. I think Helvana's feeling very angry. Yeah. What do you think Helvana would do with that anger? I think she'd want to find out who did this. Okay, yeah. Can I talk to the deer? Yes, definitely. And find out if the deer has any information yeah go ahead do i need to roll something for no, that or can no, I you just can ask? just cast speak with animals okay who did this to you i i didn't see it i'm sorry thank you so much what direction did they go they turned their head towards a thick area of trees that's a little bit darker than the other ones and they're like it came from over there i was i was just i got lost i couldn't find my mom can you stand I I can try. Get back to the village to safety. I'm going to go find these people. Okay. Thank you. And Hilrana takes off running into the darkness. Okay. So you run into the darkness and crossing your mind, you're like, shit. On top of being out all night, like I wasn't supposed to, I'm now going to be late for meeting with the rest of the commune. There's something important that you need to do and you needed to talk to your mother about but you need to go figure out what is causing this danger in your forest. And so you make your way through the dense, dark trees. The light is now completely gone from the canopy above you. Make a survival check for me. 14. You are able to pick out a pair of foot, a pair of foot, 
Parafoots? Uh, Parafoots. Just bare on the ground. Oh, God. Um, This is very gruesome. (laughs) You are able to make out a pair of tracks on the ground. Humanoid feet making their way. You follow through and you get to the mouth of a cave and you can see firelight from inside of there. I'm going to sneak into the cave to see if I can see who's in there. Sure, make a stealth check for me. Fourteen. You're sneaking in, you're trying to stay out of the light. You see a pair of... They look like they're probably human, human men that are laughing and around a fire. They have a bunch of hunting equipment and things that look not very rugged, like they haven't been used very much. And you, you see them and as you're sneaking in, you didn't notice that there was a third one. And that one grasps you and says, now what do we have here? I am going to try to do, like, a move and throw him over my shoulder. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. To get him on the ground. That sounds amazing. Uh, roll an attack for me. Oh, like an 11. Oh. Okay, you try to flip him over your shoulder, but this guy is really, really big. And you just kind of pull him forward and you stumble. He looks at you and he has these just... He looks almost comical in how stereotypically, like bad guy he looks in your brain it's weird you have this moment of like this is this is over the top no one actually looks like this and he comes towards you you feel a moment of panic and then the fire campfire goes out and you hear screams of fright and pain and when you look up the three men's bodies are just down on the ground dead can I see anything that might have caused that make a perception check 19. You don't see anybody in here, but you remember seeing bodies laying out like this so quickly before. And as you try to remember who would have been the person that could do that when you saw that, everything becomes kind of glossy and hazy in your mind and you can't focus. You just can't focus and you have this thought of like, there's something that you can't remember and it's maddening that you can't remember your vision starts to sort of fade away from you and you get trapped in this confusion and wishing you could remember almost like there's something locked inside of you that you if you could if you just had the key for you would understand what was going on and as you're thinking that you feel a hand wrap around your throat and a deep laugh fills your mind and it says ah there you are And then your vision goes completely black as the life force feels like it's being completely choked out of you. Holy shit. In comparison, (laughs) mine was totally fun. Oh, hello there. It's me, your delightful DM and pal Emily. The players may be having strange visions, but the only thing that's on my mind and in my dreams is you. I'd like to do a quick shout out to Allie or at dice underscore drop on Twitter, who has been incredibly supportive and kind to us. She has a fantastic mutants and masterminds podcast called Dice Drop Evolution that recently wrapped up an epic arc, and I recommend that you check it out. If you want to be shown some love in a future episode, tag at Roll for Romance on Twitter or leave a review or, you know, whatever you want. Our next episode will be out on November 25th or Thanksgiving for our U.S. listeners. Why not grab some pie and force your friends and family to binge all of Roll for Romance with you? I mean, 
It's certainly got to be better than arguing over politics or, you know, just staring at each other. We are thankful for you and your support. So if you have a moment to leave a review or give us a follow on whatever podcast app you're on, that would be amazing. Now, let's get back to our party as they awaken from their strange visions. All right. So you all at the end of your visions lost consciousness or the vision turned to black and I would like everyone to make a constitution saving throw for me. Just for funsies. Constitution. Why is it always got to be constitution? <laughs> it's just for this particular... It's not going to be a bad thing, don't worry. I got a 7. 13. 13? Mm-hmm. Uh, 22. 22. I got a 4. A 4? Oh, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's depressed, though. Oh, oh, I'm sorry for depressing you, oh, but man. not sorry. <laughs> So this is just determining the order that you all come out of your stupor. So first it would be Ferris, um, and then briefly after that followed by Hilvrana. You are the first to awake. You see that you are definitely not in that temple anymore. You are in a very well-appointed bedroom. You can see out the window the tropical island palm trees and the sea breeze is, is filtering in. And sitting in the corner, looks like they've nodded off, is Lady Jalessa Spear. Oh, okay. I think I'm going to wake up like with a start, like grabbing my throat. As you gasp, you see Jalessa like, oh, oh. Oh, you're awake. Oh, my God. Thank thank all the gods. What happened? How did I get back here? Oh, uh, I guess you wouldn't know. You all passed out back at that, that temple that you found. Thaladin, bless Thaladin, he managed to wrangle and place all of you on the all-terrain varmints and lead everyone unconscious back through the jungle. How long have we been out? About a day? I was worried that nothing would revive you. The The priest from the Shrine to Adria came and she wasn't able to do anything either. I hope your friends are all right. Oh, they're here as well. Can you take us to them? Of course, yeah. If you if you feel well enough to get up. You both did have pretty good constitution saves. I think you could get up and follow her. And this is when we'll have Lanny and Miles waking up from their thing. When you come back to consciousness, how are you feeling or what do you do, both of you guys? I mean, I think he he definitely is yelling when he wakes up, just, no, please, wait. Oh, <laughs> and then quickly realizes where he is and just checks to see if, well, Lonnie is still, or it helps Lonnie up if, if possible. Yeah, so you and Lanny are in a another very well-appointed bedroom, very similar to the one that Ferris and Hilrana were that I described. Somebody runs into the room, it is Thaladin, and he says, Oh my god, thank god you're okay! Oh, Thaladin, you're, you seem so worried about us. Thank the gods that you're okay, that's what he would say. Ah, uh, true. You all went unconscious in that temple. I was afraid that you were, you were not going to make it back. Oh, so the temple that I warned everyone to be very careful about going into was actually not a good place to go. Hmm. I mean, we we should have trusted you, Miles, and I I'm at least glad that I went with you so that you weren't you're not still there. Miles, I'm sorry, but you weren't possessed by a spirit that was compelling you to go to the temple. Not at first. 
but I did have to accept one in order for us to get to the final level of this haunted temple. I mean, what what did we gain from from going there? Uh, we are not possessed anymore. I was just going to say, uh, interject that you are not possessed anymore. Uh, yeah, how, that's great. However, I want everyone to make a perception check. A seven. Okay. Nat 20. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, nat 20 here too. You guys are very perceptive. 14. 14, okay. A normal amount of perceptiveness. <laughs> Ferris and Hilrana walk into the room led by Jalessa, and it, and so now you are all together. Around the same time, Hilrana and Miles, you feel there's something different about your body. Like there's something strange and different and you both with a natural 20 immediately locate that there is a little bit of like a, a little bit of a sting that's coming from your right on your, the middle of your breastbone and you look down and there is a, it looks almost like on Hilrana, it looks like when you would burn something into wood to make like a wood etching. Miles, it looks more like a, a raised scar. Ugh. And it is a symbol. You both can make a religion check for me. And then do you say anything about this out loud or do you just think this? 16. And I would just be like, oh, what is this? Oh, <laughs> where did this come from? Mila is, is, I mean, he's he woke up in a bad mood and now he's angry and he's like, if we're all safe and fine and not possessed anymore, then what the hell is this? And he'll show it to everyone. As you do that, um, then I would say Ferris first, because she had a better perception check, and then and then Lanny will also notice that you have these scars. Scars, tattoos, brands, it's kind of hard. It's It seems like something is etched into your skin, but not a fresh wound that is on your chest. So we can see. You can see I mean, it, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's maybe about like a couple centimeters big. It's not like it's going to, it's like this huge giant thing on your body. It w- wouldn't have been immediately noticeable. So it's on Melis's chest. And where is that on Helrana? It's on everybody's breast, like the center of their breastbone. Okay, so we would have to look at ourselves. Yeah. Does it look cool? Yeah, I mean, sure, it looks cool. It looks hot. And Thelen's like, yeah, I I, I saw that on Miles. He was the only one that was uh, undressed enough for me to be able to see it. I didn't want to presume. <laughs> I don't recall being undressed. I mean, you just usually, you can see your chest a lot in the outfits that you wear. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. I'm not complaining. I just, I figured it was the only person that I wouldn't have to, like, rifle around under their clothes to look for. I thought that would be inappropriate. It is probably inappropriate, yes. Thank you for not doing that. No problem, but that's not cool that you all have that on your chest now. This sucks. Uh, Ferris is going to pull her top so they can... Are they all the same symbol? Yeah, it's all the same. Can I do a religion check? Yeah, you can all... uh, all, And you made a 16, uh, Hilvrana, which you did not... You don't recognize it. I got a 19? You don't recognize it. Nope. Not good enough. Rough. This is a terrible illustration. This is what it looks like, sort of. Like a heart stabbed with swords, sort of? Yeah, exactly. Like a heart stabbed with a sword. Nice. Nice. Abstract. (laughs) Nice. Did anybody else have a, a vision before they woke up? Oh, we should. Jalessa, do you want to see if Ingrid's awake? And she will go off and see if Ingrid has also woken up. I mean, I did have a dream, but I don't know if it, you would call it a vision. Was it uh, a good one? Not particularly, no. Well, I'll confess, I had a not particularly good vision myself. How about you two? I did not have a good vision, but I'm more concerned about 
Visions are all well and good, but I don't like waking up with strange markings on my body. Well, I'm just wondering if these visions or dreams and these symbols have anything to do with each other. Me, Lace? Uh, yes. Did you have yeah, a vision a or deep dream? In thought. I dreamed an impossible dream. And then he's going to get a far off look in his eye. Oh, sugar. Milas, you look so sad. Oh, no, I'm I'm just concerned about these sigils or whatever they are. Our, our new our new cool tattoos or group tats. Mm-hmm. Always wanted a group tat. This one was free, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's look on the positive. <laughs> we have our teeth and we got free tats. <laughs> this <laughs> island no, is no. song. <laughs> oh my god, best vacation ever. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Jalessa, you can see on her face this just look of defeat as she comes back with Ingrid. Like, she really wanted this to be a sexy bachelorette island adventure for her, but it has not worked out. Stupid ghosts. That's why you don't do drugs. Too bad, Jalessa. (laughs) (laughs) What a sexy pancake. (laughs) That was your first mistake. So uh, Ingrid does come in the room and she has this this distant look in her eyes and she looks at all of you and she's like, I take it you all had visions. And where's Chadley? Where is Chadley? Thaladin has Chadley. He's like, oh, yeah, he's over here. Um, oh, my God. Does Chadley have a, a no, chest hat? Uh, Chadley does does have a little chest hat. Actually. <gasps> oh, yeah, because no. he was possessed, too. It's harder to see because he's so furry. it's in his, under his fur. So yeah. it's not like it burned through his fur or anything. Right. But if you, you brush through his fur, he, he kind of gives you some indignant chirps as you do that but you uh, he also has that symbol on him Lanny doesn't seem to care that much but this is because uh he grew up with like all kinds of weird shit happening and you know sometimes you wake up with a magic symbol on you and there's nothing you can do about it but why worry (laughs) about that Ingrid will will say oh a symbol and as you're going through Chadley's fur and she looks down at her chest she also has one and She's like, oh, how how strange. She takes a moment, her a little bit of radiant light comes off of her palm and she places it on her chest and her face becomes more confused after she does that. And she's like, well, that didn't work. Uh, what did you try to do? I tried to like do a restoration or something that would, would remove something from me. Oh, I see. This is really weird. Did you all have, like, a vision of this woman that was incredibly tall and she had this black hair that was bursting into flames at the tips and, like, burning eyes? And she was like, you must find a way to bring me back, to awaken me. I need you. You are my champion. Oh, wow. No, we didn't have anything like that, but that sounds very dramatic and interesting. I was really not into it because I'm a servant of Amel and that's kind of my jam. So being... Oh, oh, oh dear. It had a very divine feeling to it, but I have no idea who the hell that lady was. Well, my vision was definitely not divine. Hmm. What happened? It was unpleasant. That's all I'll say. Okay. But I want to know who in the hell put this tattoo on my beautiful body. I, I, I can't answer that for you, unfortunately. Well, I won't rest until I find this <laughs> bonnet. <laughs> what did you say this woman in your dream looked like again? 
She was incredibly tall, like the size of a building, like a really tall Ooh, building. Tall. And she had these burning eyes and black hair that burst into flames at the tips. And she had gleaming gold armor, very, very intense cheekbones. I was a little, I was, I was like, wow. Sounds almost like bones. you're describing a god. Well, I definitely got a god vibe from her, but... Does that sound like a god anyone here knows? Break up religion check for me, religion check, religion check. Twelve. Twelve. I have very bad religion, so... I got a sixteen. You got a sixteen. I just got a twelve. Am oh, I doing religion again? Yes, please. Religion again, I got a nine. A nine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna sing everything, and that's where we don't have this any, any listeners after this. <laughs> okay, so the only person who would succeed at all would be Lanny. Lanny, you're like oh, fucking duh. I know who this is. <laughs> duh. Um, it's everybody keeps talking about this this crazy lady. You recognize that this description matches the descriptions from very very long ago of the goddess Lear. Most people wouldn't recognize it immediately because she's kind of like an afternote in the story of the god Gunvor um, and the god uh, Etain. It sounds like Lear. Too? Lear? <laughs> Do you remember the wedding that we were just at? You know, how Jalesa invoked Lear? Oh shit, oh. I did. Thanks, Jalesa. That's what she was said to look like. Well, Jalessa, why did you invoke Lear? Well, to be honest, I consulted with the priestess who was going to be doing the ceremony, and she recommended that... She recommended Lear because Lear's dead, and so she thought that it would be the easiest way to get around any potential complications. Who Wait, who suggested the priestess? The priestess who did the ceremony. Well, I want to talk to that priestess when we get back in town. Uh, I do yeah. too, because this... Um, Tattoo scar is doesn't feel like it's from a a dead god. No, and all of those shenanigans happened at the wedding reception. Clearly, she does have some power left. Do we know traditionally? Is it normal to invoke dead gods during a wedding? Uh, well, I did it because it was a challenge, and so we didn't. We were like, oh well, she's dead, so. Why not have the challenge before a dead god? Because it's like a lo like a loophole, you know, where there's like legal loopholes. This was a religious loophole. Maybe by invoking her, you somehow reawakened her just a little. That's very disconcerting. We definitely should. Well, I honestly, I'm really over all this stuff. So I'm happy to go with you and get you an introduction with this woman. But I'm, I think I'm out of my depth. Yeah. Ingrid will say that I'm a member of the of the of the Church of Amel. I've worked closely with head priestess Kohan. Her name is Marviel Kohan. She's been with the temple for decades. I would be happy to make an introduction, but I can't imagine that she would be involved with some plot to get us weird leer tattoos. Well, being a priestess, she may at least have some information about how this could have happened. Right. I'm more of an initiate myself, so I don't really have any knowledge. So I'd be, I would be happy to take you there. That would be great. Wonderful. Thank Please you so do. much. Uh, at this moment, you all are thinking about that, thinking about the wedding. Felidin just like, <clears throat> um, uh, side note, maybe <laughs> a fun note. Who knows? Uh, when you guys like 
awoke, you each had like an item with you that was not there before. Oh, we did? Yeah, I brought it back with me. Oh, okay, thank you, a Valadin. lot to carry. I had to carry all of your bodies and wrangle the varmints. <laughs> but it took me about six hours. Oh, but, oh my gosh. You know. Thank you. I'm just glad you all are okay. Is there anything that we can do to repay you? Just the fact that you all are alive is great. Oh, how sweet. Let's see these items. All right. Uh, he will give you out some items. Yes. Items. Items. See, this is Santa awesome. Yes. You get items from this. Items. Sweet tats. It's fine. It's a great time. We get items. Sweet tats. We got our teeth. We got our teeth. <laughs> we got to stop saying that, though, because some people do not have their teeth. And I don't want to make them feel bad. Chadley should have something. Chippy. Yeah, where's Chadley's stuff? Chip, chip. Um, Chadley has a little golden acorn. I knew it was going to be an acorn. <laughs> Chadley, yes. The acorn of holding. Nice. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my God. You can put anything in it, but it has to fit into the opening. Yes. Um, he, he, uh, Chadley immediately identifies it as an acorn of holding. <laughs> Did you mean to give Ferris this? Yeah, that's for you. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, that's for you. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I not give that to you? All the gods take away with the visions and give with the gifts. I thought that I gave you. Uh, I thought I gave you the wrong thing. I was no, like, no, that's right. Um, all right. So you each get an item, and if you want, you can read the description. This is what you get from the item itself as you are looking at it. Let's start with Hilvrana. Hilvrana. You have a somewhat unassuming ancient stick of wood that it, when you touch it, you get the words in your mind come to you and you know that this is the hardwood wand. Hardwood wand has five charges. It regains 1d4 charges at each dawn. And I can cast web or bark skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The nice thing about the bark skin spark sprints, the bark skin spell is that usually that requires concentration, but with the wand, if you cast it from the wand, it does not. Awesome. Lanny, what did you get? I got a rapier. Cool. Cool. Do you want me to tell you about it? Yeah, tell us about your rapier. I'll tell you about my rapier. This shining silver rapier's hilt looks like tentacles wrapping around the wielder's hand. A subtle scent of ocean air emanates from it, and as it moves, the blade lets out a soft whisper of an otherworldly song. Once per long rest, when you make a melee attack with the siren song, that's what the rapier's called, by the way, uh, you can use your bonus action to cast Enthrall using your spell save, DC. Uh, Lauren, what did melees get? A vain glorious shield. It's plus two to AC. It has a mirrored surface that reflects back a vision of her of whoever looks into it looking super fly. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, as a bonus action, uh, I can target one creature that can see the shield with the vain glorious shield. They must make a DC 15 wisdom saving throw on a failed save. The target is stunned. They spend that time admiring themselves in the mirror. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Because they just look so good. They got to look into that mirror. <laughs> and then Ferris, what did you get? I would like some sexy saxophone music in the background, <laughs> please. <laughs> Ferris got Rope of the Archmage Shibari. This 60-foot nice. silken rope 
is wrapped in a coil. As an action, I can magically unfurl the rope and attempt to restrain a large or small creature. I'm not going to have to attempt to restrain them, sugar. <laughs> they're going to see me standing there with that rope and they're going to beg me to unfurl. <laughs> the creature must make a DC 15 save. Not that they're going to want to, let's be honest. On a failed save, they are restrained, which they will be anyway. The rope tying them up in an elaborate wave of knots. It would do that anyway, but we're just going to say it's magic and not my natural talents. If the rope's (laughs) command word is said, the bindings are released. That's called a safe word. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A creature restrained by the rope can use their own action to attempt to get free. (laughs) While the creature is restrained... The rope's wielder has advantage on persuasion and intimidation checks. Yes. Yes, I will. So you all get the sense that these are very magical items. Does anyone have the ability to identify items? You also need to, uh, Lanny needs to attune to the sword. If Lanny wants to use it as Melee's needs to attune to his shield. Ferris and Hilron do not have to attune to their items. I, I do need to pick up identify at some point, but I don't have it okay. yet. Okay. Cool. Would anyone like to attune to their stuff? Uh, definitely. Definitely. I'll, I'll attune to Tentacle Sword. <laughs> attune to Tentacle Sword. <laughs> so you sit there for an hour. Is there anything you guys would like to do while you're while the other people are attuning to their stuff? Oh, I mean, he he's suspicious still, so I don't think he would just like go ahead and attune to a, sure. a strange shield that was dropped to him while he was possessed by a ghost. Uh, if he doesn't know what That's it fair. is. So he will, I guess, just hold on to it. Ferris will ask, Jalessa, Lady Jalessa. Oh, you can just call me Jalessa. It's uh-uh. fine. Jalessa, I think, darling, I hate to tell you this because we have had a good time up until the whole possession, but I'm kind of itching to get back to Mirador. Do you have, happen to know with the, the next time the airship would be able to take us? Any of us who want to go, of course. It's currently docked. Um, you're you're leaving. I guess that makes sense. It's that's been a weird trip. You could take the airship, or there are there's a boat that you could also take. Either one is is fine with me. It's the it's the least I can do for the bizarre troubles that you've gotten up to while you were here. Do you have any idea what time it is? I feel so so lightheaded and out of sorts. Oh, it's mid midday. Oh, do you know where uh, Mitzi is? Oh, Mitzi, I think that she's down hanging out at the beach with some of the other people. Oh, well, uh, what do y'all think about leaving in the morning? That's fine with me. That's fine. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go down to the beach. All right, Neelis, what are you doing? How do you feel? He doesn't like not being in control, and this whole last portion of the vacation has been very bad for him mentally. So he's probably going to go back to his room. And you remember you gave us those like transponder things or something. Yep. 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 He's going to order stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like doing QVC or online shopping basically to make himself feel better. Yeah. Like he's, he's just, you know, please give me a catalog of your wares. I want this kind of food. He wants to spread. He wants some massages. It's just, he's doing self-care right now. Yeah. 
Totally makes sense. <laughs> That's amazing. We'll we'll get to that. <laughs> I think Hilrana's going back to her room as well. Okay, sure. But I think she cares about this a lot, but she's not sure why. So- I kind of want to talk to Marius at some point, but sure. it doesn't have to be right now. Okay, so let's do. Let's start with Lanny. Um, you uh, you ask where Marius is. Jalessa will direct you to the the pool the, that was behind the manor and say that he, he's just been spending time. He's He's been very worried. I told him to go take a break, but um, it helps him calm down when he swims. So I thought maybe that would hmm. would help. Plus, you guys have been unconscious for like almost a day. So I'm just really glad you're all right. And so you can go down to the pool. And as you head towards the pool, you see Marius swimming laps very feverishly. You, at this point, are attuned to your sword. Yep. You hear a voice. What? In your mind, not aloud. Although at first you look around and it says, huh? Huh? Ahoy! Oh. oh. Hello? Hello, you oh. see scurvy dog. Uh, um. What do ye be doing with me sword? Oh, I, uh, I just woke up with it. I'm not actually sure. <laughs> Just joking. Oh, uh-huh. oh, I'm just joking. I'm trapped in this sword. It's what? fine. Oh, you're you're trapped. You're trapped in the sword. Oh <laughs> yeah, of course. You never heard of somebody being trapped in a sword? I have actually. I have heard of that. I found my way into. I'm sure incredibly capable and interesting hands. Oh, I hope so. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Don Carlos the Orca Delegato. I don't know why I don't have a Spanish accent, <laughs> but it's probably because Emily used a random name generator. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, Don Carlos. Yeah, you can just call me the Orca. The Orca. Okay, I will. I was a bit of a, a stout fellow back in the days. <laughs> he, just, he just waits for you to respond to his nonsense. Excellent. It's an awkward pause with the, the sentient sword. So tell me a bit about yourself. Oh, um, well, my name is Lanifer Ferrix. I'm Lanifer, a pleasure. Yes, I'm from the kingdom of Toria. Um, oh, interesting. I'm a magical scholar and a musician. And I, right now I'm just kind of adventuring. I like the word adventure. Yes. Scholar, musician, who cares about that? Adventure is what we want. And I'm here to help you get as much glory as you want. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Thank, thank you. I think we're going to be fast friends, Lenever. I'm sure we are. Okay, so now you have... This is amazing. The sword with... Um, <laughs> you have pirate bestie now. The pirate Don Carlos bestie. the Orca de Legato. I Don found Carlos. the worst pirate name generator in the world. I'm sorry, so, no, you found the best one. That's a so, really yeah, that good is name. A dope name. He's going to tell you, he's going to start telling you some stories about his crew because I want to give you some of these names. It's, it's my tale is quite tragic. I was betrayed by me crew. Oh, I'm so sorry. That, that scoundrel, George Goutgrogmaster, and old scurvy shorts. Oh. And of course, how can I forget Fishbait Watson? They sold me out to a siren, and she trapped me in the sword. Oh. That's terrible, I'm sorry. But hey, honestly, it's been kind of fun, so I'm good. Oh, all right. Uh, so, yeah. 
I cannot wait for adventure. When are we heading out on the open seas? Um, I, I think that currently the plan is that we'll be heading out on the open air next. On a ship, though? Yes, on an airship. Amazing. Arr, I love it. I believe that's tomorrow morning. All right, I'll, I'll leave you be. Leave ye be. I don't know how to be a pirate. Well, <laughs> thank you, the orca. The orca. Didn't he tell me to call him? <laughs> you know what? Let's. Ch- I changed my mind. That <laughs> sounds kind of bad. That sounds really it. bad when you say it. So let's go with Don Carlos. Thank you, Don Carlos. Oh anyway, so uh, but Marius is there. He sees you standing there, just like staring out into space, and he's gotten out of the water, and he's like, "Lanny, are you, how are you? Are you all right?" Oh, I'm fine. It's, uh, I guess I woke up with this sword and the, it was talking to me for just a little while there. Um, don't worry about did you it. Hit, did you hit your head? Are you, are no, you okay? No, I've actually heard of this before. Um, there are magical items that you can, that have spirits in them and they can speak wow. to those who are attuned to them. So I'm not really concerned about it now. Actually, now that you mention it, I, I've read a lot of stories about that kind of thing. I just didn't think it would happen in real life. Oh, no, it's very real. Interesting. But you're all right. I'm fine. Wonderful. Did you did you need me for something? Well, perhaps this is not my place, but I, I wanted to talk to you um, after our conversation that we had. Was it yesterday or the day before? kind of lost track of it was, time. It was, it was technically the day before, but you've been unconscious for yeah. that day, so... Well, some of the things that you told me just made me feel concerned, and they also... I'm not in the same position, but I was in a similar position at one point myself, and I was wondering if I might give you some unsolicited advice. Uh, make a persuasion check. Okie dokie. It's 23. 23 yeah he he nods you've seen that he's he's has this the, the water is glistening over his sleek triton body i don't know how to describe people he's hot whatever yeah i would i would love some advice actually and now maybe i've misjudged this situation entirely and maybe you're perfectly happy with your lot here but it didn't seem that way when we spoke last is that true it's a comfortable way of living. Hmm. And maybe that suits you. Um, but I would just like to encourage you to think that just because these people saved you, they gave you what any decent person would give a lost child. You don't need to be beholden to their plans for you. Oh, I'm sorry. I I misrepresented the situation. I the the spears have been nothing but overly incredibly generous to me and a magnificent family, the best family that I could have possibly asked for. It was my choice to stay here. They didn't ask me to stay. I just like I said it's it was it, it's easier for me to feel accepted here on the island with family and guests than it is trying to go out and blend in with the rest of nobility. Mm, I see. They've a- they've invited me many, many times. I just... It just doesn't feel right. Well, I'm glad to hear that they've given you options for how to live your life, and I suppose I have misapprehended the situation. 
No, and I, I really appreciate your concern. I, I will think about it. I'll think on it. Perhaps you're right that I've been hiding here. Sometimes the things that are comfortable are not the things that will lead to our happiness in the long run. I, I will consider that. Thank you, Lanny. We might be leaving soon, but I, I wish you the best. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I wish you the best as well. Thank you. A nice encouraging conversation from Lanny. Meanwhile, Melace, you have gone back to your room and in this beautiful beach bungalow, you have a catalog before you of... I don't know why they have a catalog because this is a, a family's private island, but you demand a catalog from them and they find a catalog for you. Can it be Sky Mall? It's Fantasy Sky Mall. So uh, do you have any thoughts of what you would like to order from Fantasy Sky Mall <laughs> as you sulk? Yeah. Um, he's definitely going to be ordering like a really nice facial mask. <laughs> yep okay a reju like a rejuvenating one ideally with some really rare ingredients oh absolutely um he's also <laughs> he did initially demand a, one of those big massage chairs that like massages all of you but they you know and he was like money's no object but they didn't have it or more likely they couldn't transport it so he did settle on just one of those like foot baths with jets and yeah i think he's just he's there he has some kind of fancy drink with a straw and um he has the cucumbers on his eyes the face mask going he has a foot bath going and he is just trying to relax but he's having a hard time relaxing as you're there trying to relax you do hear a soft knock at the door oh for God's sake. All right. Um, come in. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Milis. I just wanted to, I just wanted to, is it, is it really okay if I come in? I'll, I'll come back later. Thaladin? Oh. It, it is Thaladin, uh, yes. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Come in. Come in, Thaladin. Pull up a chair. Try yeah. the sea mask. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. Sure. There's some um, room in my foot bath for your feet. My it's feet a big are one. pretty big. And he has these really big, wide, dwarven feet. Um, but thanks, sure, yeah. I, I can just ask for another foot bath. And he he, he uses his little comm system to order another <laughs> foot bath. Smart idea. Some other things. I didn't I didn't actually, I wasn't going to stay. I just wanted to, but I, I'm happy to stay. Uh, I wanted to apologize, Melees. I didn't listen to you. I should have been more, more forceful about keeping people from from going in there I should have listened to you and I, I deeply deeply apologize and I swear to you a life debt oh well I do accept life debt felon nods very however dramatic. You know, I, I don't look if we're being honest you were by far the most obedient one in the group um and I mean, you saved our asses at the end. You know, if you hadn't been there, I don't know, I guess we'd all still be lying in a circle with these strange objects at our feet dreaming about, you know, whatever people no. dreamed about. And I got, I gotta admit something, I gotta come clean. 
I, uh... Okay. I'm really You unbuttoned my shirt, didn't you? I was not undressed, I remember. No, I mean, I did do that. That's not what I was talking about. Shit. Okay. Uh, I I was going to say that, um... So I, I was so panicked that I was about, like, three quarters of the way back on the fourth hour, and then... And then I realized that I had this communication thing and I could have gotten people to come help me. Uh, and I didn't tell anyone. I was just like, oh, it didn't work out in the jungle. I was so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I Wait. lied. I'm so embarrassed. Wait, are you... You're embarrassed that she didn't ask for help and you managed to drag, what, five people back on your own and then went back for the items... Are you really apologizing for that, Thaladin? You must know. That sounds ridiculous. You know that, right? I just, I'm I'm super embarrassed, I guess, is what it is. I, I, I panicked. I didn't think about what actually made sense in, in the situation. And that that's kind of how I live my life. I, I get worried and I get flustered and then I just don't ever do the right thing. But you did do the right thing. Well, thank you, Elias. I, you I, saved I didn't, everybody. I didn't come here to... For you to console me, I just wanted, to, like I said, I wanted to apologize. No, no, I'm not consoling you. Trust me, if you had done a poor <laughs> job, I would be telling you and agreeing with you right now. Okay, uh, you saved everybody. And looks a little bit uh, like he that resonates with him. Good, good. Now I need to ask you an honest question. Of course, Melees. <laughs> Melees is going to stand up and he's going to take off his shirt. <laughs> And he's going to look at him and then just say, does this make me look unattractive? Thaladin, <laughs> oh, I gotta make a, a deception check for Thaladin. <laughs> Not for, uh, I guess maybe a stealth check. I don't know. Deception. Deception, <laughs> deception check. Um, make, a, make a perception check for me or insight check for me. 14. Thaladin tries really hard like to not look flustered when you ask him that, but you see like a little glimpse of like embarrassment, but it, it quickly goes away and he, he says, Miles, no, man, you gotta look great. It doesn't make you look worse. And honestly, it looks kind of badass. I mean, you don't seem like the tattoo type, but it, it looks it looks great. It It, it looks great. Okay, you wouldn't. <clears throat> you're not just you're not just blowing smoke up my ass. It does look good. Definitely, it looks great. Okay, you look okay. glorious. Thank you. I just, you know, it just it's not only did it mar my my perfect <laughs> perfect skin, but it's also just a sign of that I wasn't able to control the situation i wasn't able to help i was completely taken over and it's just this is a mark and i'll always be reminded of that when i look at it so melees everyone made i know they were possessed but it didn't seem like their mental faculties were completely gone everyone made the decision to do that it wasn't your choice just because they didn't listen to you doesn't mean that it's your fault that it happened. But I'm still, you know, I'm used to people kind of not listening, going off and doing what they want regardless. And it's it's still my 
duty to protect them, even if I think they're running into danger. It's, um... I feel that, but... You understand. I I do understand. Uh, All I can say is... I don't... Don't take this too hard. I, I know that's not good consolation, but... Your friends care about you. They will not blame you for this at all. And I don't, I think you're being too hard on yourself. You said I was being too hard on myself. You're being way too hard on yourself, Milace. Well, I appreciate it. And it helps it doesn't make me look horrible. Oh, no, you look great. And as you, as he says that, the door opens and a uh, one of the attendants comes in with the foot bath for, bath for him and a bunch of, like, sweet smoothies <laughs> and uh, some other other fun things for you guys to have a spot awesome. time. I'll ask him if he wants to stay and catch the game. I don't know. Yes, the game. You're making, like, you're making the servants act out some yes, kind of sports yeah. game. Yes, reenact this for us. Thank you. No, it's like, hell yeah, I missed the game. Somewhere, and uh, they have to reenact it now. Also back in her room is Hilvrana. Hilvrana. Yeah. You go back to your room, and you feel this sense of unease, and what are, what are you going to do? Can I talk to my dad? Yeah, I would say that your dad has granted you a a sending stone. Your dad has one sending stone and you have the other one. And so you can use this to communicate with your dad. Is it like an email sort of thing or like a phone sort of thing? It's like a phone, like a cell phone. Um, Okay, so I'm just going to like flop down on my bed. Chadley flops next to you. Chadley flops next to me. And I call up my daddy. A few moments pass. He's like, oh, oh, hey, Hilrana. What's up, kiddo? I just, there's been some things happening on this island, and I just wanted to hear your voice and also uh, just ask for your advice. Natural 20. Your dad just got a natural 20 on his insight oh, check. congrats, yes. dad. Dad's understand. Dad instincts. <laughs> um, he's like, honey, are you all right? Yeah, there was uh, this. We got it. We got possessed by ghosts, and there was this temple, and I had a vision, and then I woke up with this thing etched into my chest, and I, I don't know what to do about it. Oh, oh, sweetheart, I'm so sorry to hear that. You know, sometimes ghosts possess you. <laughs> sometimes, you know, you just. You, you get something branded into you that you didn't necessarily want. <laughs> this is exactly Lanny's position. But you get, you, you keep going because <laughs> here's the thing, kid. It's better to have lived and had those experiences than to just have stayed home. Is keep, it though? <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? Are you physically okay right now? I think so. It just made, it just shook me up a little bit. I, oh, I of can't course, really darling. pinpoint why. Oh, Hilvrana, I'm sorry. I'm not being a good dad. I'm doing my problem-solving mode instead of my listening empathy mode. And I need need to work on that. No, it's okay. I wanted wanted your advice. Okay. Well, honey, I can... I'm happy with when you come back. When are you coming back? Um, tomorrow morning, I believe we're gonna set back. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, when you come back, stop on by the house... I'll take a look at what you said it was a marking on you? Yes. If you know anybody that can help figure out what it is. Listen, your dad is an expert in 
cool magical shit. So come on. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to curse, honey. Uh, uh, you come on over. Yeah, come on over. I'll take a look. I'll take and see if I can figure something. And do you know anyone who knows anyone about the goddess Lear? Nope. <laughs> Are you sure? No, I'm po- I'm positive. I'm positive, sweetheart. Okay. I was just really trying to remember, but you know, I don't really think about the gods that much. I just do what I want, but in a safe, responsible way. <laughs> of course. Sometimes. Okay. Oh, honey, is is there anything else you want to talk about? How's Chadley? Chadley, how are you? Chadley comes over and, and does a bunch of squeaks into the um, sending stone and, and Greg the whole time is just like oh, oh god, yeah of course, and you know that he doesn't understand what Chadley's saying, he just pretends like he does oh, oh Chadley now Chadley, I gotta ask you to look out for my daughter she's, you, you're her protector and you gotta make sure that she's okay, give her lots of snuggles and give her my love and Chadley gives a squeak and then comes over and gives you a sweet little, Aww, little nuzzle and against I your cheek. Snuggle him up against my cheek. Yeah, and as you're as you're as you're doing that, it's like, oh, oh, sorry, honey, I gotta go. I got you know, your dad has a new business venture oh, no. that I would love to tell you about when you get back. Maybe you can even do it. We'll talk. We'll talk later. Okay. Okay. It's fine. Well, I'll see you. I'll see you. <laughs> Bye, honey. I'll see you. Bye. Um, of course, he says, "I love you." Love you, honey. Too dad. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, you can snuggle with Chadley. Chadley also make a make an insight check for Chadley. Insight for Chadley. I would say with advantage, because you spend a lot of time with Chadley. Too much time. <laughs> with Chadley. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Uh Chadley looks. Normally, Chadley, I guess, is a little bit mischievous. Chadley looks a little bit forlorn. Aww. Oh, poor baby. Yeah. And he'll tell you in his squeaks about his vision. About, it was just a, it's a bunch of nonsense about, like, hanging out with other squirrels. And then there was this, like, one really mean squirrel that kept bullying him. Aww. And then he, like, he in his in his vision, he you were there. You came and you were, like, you threw a rock at one of the squirrels, <laughs> the big squirrel. And, and then I we went off. And that part was good. But he just, there's something, there's something weird about it. Huh. Okay. About his vision or about what he's telling me? About his vision. And it's coming through, the thing is, when you talk to Chadley, because you can speak with animals, it's coming through the lens of a squirrel-level intelligence. So Chadley tells you things, and it's usually not like full sentences. It's kind of just a bunch of not, like, excited gibberish sometimes with some things that you can understand. Okay. Let's order some food, Chadley. Chadley gives a very excited squeak. (laughs) And gets the catalog out and points at a bunch of different things. All right, and finally, down at the beach. So you go down to the beach, Ferris. You, Jalas uh, is going to come down with you, and you head down. There is Mitzi and Steve and Kel are all hanging out by the water, having just a great time, having a lot of fun. Oh, hey, Ferris, says Kel. Hey, Kel. 
How's it going? I heard you were like asleep or something. Yeah, Cal Ferris isn't having a good day. I was oh, actually I'm hoping. I'm so sorry to hear that. Thanks, buddy. Uh, looking to talk to Mitzi. Mitzi said, "Oh, hi, Ferris. You're you're alive. You're awake. I was I was hoping that you didn't die. That would have been terrible. Oh, that would have been terrible, Mitzi. I need to ask you a favor, girl to girl." Okay, sure. Can you come over here with me and, and let's get somewhere a little more private? Of course, of course, yeah. She gets up out of the water. Her very voluptuous, thick form and all, and her, her cute little rolls in her teeny tiny bikini come out of the water and just bound over, kind of skipping a little bit. <laughs> oh, Ferris is going to watch the show. <laughs> So she's going to lead her somewhere, maybe behind like a wall or some trees, somewhere they won't be seen. That's, yeah, well, that's an island. You can go behind uh, one of the bungalows. Now, Mitzi, I have to ask you for a huge favor, and I need you to be honest with me. Of course. I actually have a, a favor to ask of you, but we'll do yours first. All right. I'm going to show you something, Mitzi, and I want you to tell me the truth. She's going to pull her top down just a little bit. <gasps> Mitzi, is it terrible? Does no, it look as bad as I feel? Ferris, when did you get a tattoo? Oh, Mitzi, I didn't choose it, but I do believe I'm stuck with it. And I, I just, you know, and I hate to admit this because I'm sure it's not obvious, but I am a little bit vain. And I just can't stand the idea of this mocking me and making me unattractive. What do you think, Mitzi? Oh, Ferris, you could never look unattractive. It looks amazing. Are you sure? Oh, of course. Yeah, it looks great. You need to step a little closer and look okay, at it closer. Okay, sure. Yeah, of course. Are you sure it doesn't make yes. me look unattractive? <laughs> uh, she gets really close and she, like, looks right at... at you're how tall is Ferris? Ferris is pretty tall. I'm just saying. Yeah, like five eleven. Yeah, Mitzi's probably about five two. Oh, perfect. So she comes over and she's like, she gets all up in there, looking at it. It's like it looks, it looks good to me, honey. So she's gonna wrap one of Mitzi's <laughs> curls around her finger and go, "Oh, Mitzi, that means so much to me. I mean, hearing that I'm still pretty to a woman as pretty as you." <laughs> I love oh my goodness. <laughs> now, what was your favor you wanted to ask me? Because, honey, I would do just about anything for you. Oh, that sounds nice. Um, well, I was going to ask you to tell me my fortune because I didn't get a chance to get that, but uh, we could also just go somewhere private. I think we should go somewhere private because I can tell you your fortune, sugar, and your fortune is you've got a big old tiefling who's just halfway in love with you already oh my goodness yeah let's go let's go <laughs> Mitzi with determination like pulls you after her into the to the bungalow that she's staying in as you're walking towards the bungalow being or being led by Mitzi you see out of the corner of your eye Lady Jalessa having a nice conversation with Steve and Steve <gasps> coming up to her and talking to her and he looks just a little bit more Confident than usual. Ferris is going to take a moment to just gaze at them, and she's going to get right misty in her eyes mm -hmm. of joy. 
So before you end your stay on the island and you head off the next morning on the airship, is there anything else you would like to do? I want to say bye to Mitzi. <laughs> okay. so She's like my buddy. After talking on the phone, snuggling with Chadley, you head back out and you go over to Mitzi's bungalow. Mm-hmm. Um, make a perception check Ooh. for me. Don't, don't come a knocking if that bungalow's <laughs> rocking. Critical fail. Oh, dear. (laughs) So you don't hear anything. You just walk right up and you're like, I'm friends with Mitzi. I can open the door. It's fine. That's a natural one. Um, So you open the door and fortunately you don't, I won't like force you to see something, but you definitely, you catch the, the naked backside of Mitzi, like, letting out a little squeal of delight and then running off into another room after and you see the little hint of a of a pink tail with a heart shape that she's chasing i'm just going to close the door and go chadley i think she's busy (laughs) and then mitzi like did you hear something i only heard the pounding of my heart sugar (laughs) 